You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ali Bunker. I say as always, sometimes my esteemed co-host likes to take over. Aiden, how are you? I'm alright. I was fully prepared to take on the duties this week. But lo and behold, I made it back. Miraculous recovery. I've been back. I've holiday. Been back in the country for about. What time is it now? Nearly nine o'clock. Um, twenty hours. Yeah, about that. Literally about twenty hours. Uh, I got off the plane at like ten, half past one this morning from Israel, which is a very strange country. Also very expensive, uh, but it's also really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit shattered. It also means I didn't get much time to watch wrestling apart from today at work <laughs> and I had to catch up on Fastlane, Raw and Smackdown um, and, but who are here to help us go over the details even though he hasn't watched Fastlane yet is Matt Bumby Matt how are you? yeah I'm all. wow that's my gimmick that's a yeah gimmick infringement right there how are you really Matt? yeah what? Oh, are we all a bit down? Well, you know, having WrestleMania problems. We are having WrestleMania problems, yeah, that's true. We uh, we cannot currently access our tickets, which is, you know, a bit of a stumbling block to getting into the event. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I would like to go to WrestleMania. I mean, I'd be a little bit pissed off if we didn't go right now. Yeah. I mean, we'd still go to Brooklyn, because, you know, we all love Brooklyn, right? Let's be honest, we've paid a lot of money. We have played, yes, we have paid a lot of money. But, I mean, discussions with Ticketmaster, customer services, and they're being as useful as a chocolate teapot. But hopefully we'll make some headway at some point soon. Anyway, into wrestling-related news. That's probably on a different sort of level to us not currently being able to access our WrestleMania tickets. Um, unfortunately, another death in the world of wrestling over the last couple of weeks. Especially well, since we last recorded. Anyway, King Kong Bundy. Main event for WrestleMania 2 appeared at probably four or five WrestleManias, maybe. Um, most known for his feud with Hulk Hogan around WrestleMania 2, culminating in that steel cage match for the title. Uh, unfortunately, passed at the age of 63 on the 4th of March. Um, I don't know too much more about this, um, about the details of his death. Um, but obviously, he was a large man. Um, that can't be denied and it may have played some role in his untimely death 63 really isn't much of an age um but unfortunately it seems and i say this every time that someone dies and we, we we mention it in the news more and more often it seems to be like every few weeks now there's someone that we're talking about you know having died um i mean they come in waves they do come in waves i mean fortunately you know we're not talking about like where we've had in the past like active members of the roster i mean at least these guys have had their careers and retired, and, and you know, and are at least slightly older than some of, say, Guerrero, for instance. Um, so you know, not that there is a good time to die, but I mean, at least they're not in their prime. Uh, taken way too soon, still. Though, um, any memories of King Kong Bundy while we're on the subject? To be honest, Probably not a really. Bit before your time, yeah, I, I think I've only ever watched one of his matches, which would be the WrestleMania cage match. Uh, maybe one or two others in the early WrestleManias. He did have. A, I must have done because I've seen them all. I think he had a WrestleMania yeah, they, uh, match with the Undertaker. Casket match, didn't he? I'm not sure if it was casket. It might have been. 
But he sure, had a, if he had a casket match with the Undertaker, he definitely had a feud with the Undertaker. I'm not sure if it was a casket or not, though. Because um, wasn't he part of the Million Dollar Team? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah everyone had a price. Everyone had a price. But yeah, no, not massive um, fond memories of mine for King Kong Bunny, especially of that run. He was obviously later on in his career at that point. Um, WrestleMania 2 was obviously a big deal. He was obviously seen as a big threat to Hulkamania at the time. Um, and you know, and was, he was part of one of my earliest, one of my memories of early wrestling, which is him. He was one of the ones that came out and beat the Undertaker up, weren't he? When you know, Kozuna uh, probably the match. Yeah, he would have been, I imagine, uh, if he was around at that time. Uh, he was. He definitely was because I can remember him in the Survivor Series. Well, he. His matchup oh, with Undertaker yeah. was at WrestleMania 11. Yeah. So he would have been by then. But he, I think he he would came he would just come back to the company at that point. But uh, it doesn't matter. But I don't yeah I don't know if it was a casket match or not because I know we had a. Uh, no. It was not a casket match. Not a casket. He might have had one. Larry on Young there. was a special guest referee though. The match him. lasted six minutes and thirty six seconds. He might have had one on a different pay per view maybe with the Undertaker. It would make sense. They had a bit of a feud, I think. We had the whole feud with the whole million dollar um, team, didn't they? Imagine that these yeah. days. Undertaker had the second shortest match at WrestleMania that year by two seconds. Although he must have had that shortest gonna, match last year. I was going to say, yeah, he literally had that with John Cena. <laughs> Doesn't quite, it's not quite the same. Um, okay, right. So, yeah, King Kong Bundy, unfortunately, you know, taken too soon at the age of 63. Um, it just happens way too common now isn't it yeah and either today or yesterday I can't remember which way it might have been yesterday was the 10 year anniversary of Test dying oh yeah which is a bit like speaking of kind of guys in their prime and stuff and that was yeah that was another rather untimely and tragic death wasn't it that one a little bit Um, so yeah obviously sad sad times for the Bundy family I don't know what his real name actually was. Um, what was his real name? Let me just quickly get it up. I know it wasn't Bundy. Christopher Allen Pallies. Well, that's a great surname, to be fair. Pallies. Um, yeah, had a wrestling career that spanned 20, 26 years. Which is pretty good going for someone, you know, at the age of 63. It's a long old time. That's almost half his life he was wrestling. Um... 26 um, years was that yeah it's three years longer than I've been alive it's <laughs> a long time he had his last match in 2007 which is uh, yeah <laughs> last thing I, I want to say about this did I show you the Enzo Amore tweet yes you did yes <laughs> now listeners from Enzo people said he did it on purpose confusing him for George Animal Steel yeah but it just wouldn't surprise no, that's me that's just pure Enzo <laughs> vintage <laughs> vintage Enzo uh, right, okay. Well, speaking of stuff that was vintage, the fifth consecutive annual Fastlane pay-per-view happened on Never Sunday. Never seen one. <laughs> I don't understand this perspective, Matt. Why have you Never not seen actually watched. any Fastlane pay-per-view? I've never watched a Fastlane pay-per-view. But why? I don't know. Is it because you think it's just a bit of a stopgap before WrestleMania? Possibly. I don't... Never much, not a lot happens, does it? I mean, we would have had two fast lanes since we started this podcast, so to 
for me, you should you should you should do better. The only pay per view I've missed since we started this podcast was Crown Jewel. I think we all oh, missed that. Super Showdown. I think I might have missed that one. I watched that one. Yeah. Crown well, Jewel. I've never watched the last one, so it's fuck on it. <laughs> to be fair, you've missed some pretty decent matches. Um, at fast lanes in the past, I particularly remember a really good Roman Reigns versus Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan match. Um, that was for the number one contendership, wasn't it? Yep. And then I remember last year they had the six pack challenge with AJ Styles defending against John I think Cena. It was, five, was it five? John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, um, somebody else, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. Oh yeah, that was them. So it was six six pack challenge. Uh, so there's, you know, and then I believe New Day and Usos had a really great match. So, you know, but they always do. So, you know, you, yeah, you might want to brush up on your fast lane stuff. But anyway, so you haven't watched this year's instalment, but Aiden and I have. Uh, even though I had to watch it in about 35 different parts because I was watching it at work and I was being really busy at the same time. Um, I really enjoyed the in-ring action. Some twists and turns, which you know we obviously get at this time of year before WrestleMania. Um, the Shane one was a particular surprise to a lot of people, I think. No. It, it wasn't a surprise I to me. It. When did you call it? When I put my predictions in. All right. I actually predicted them to win because I thought that's the sort of thing that would happen. With tag, those tag team titles seem to just bounce around for a bit, but... Yeah, you thought Shane was getting a tag a title match at Mania for some reason. Well, I thought we'd just defend them. No, no way. And then like lose them the night after. Or something. To be fair, Matt predicted the bar. The bar. Yeah. Originally, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I, wasn't even fucking, <laughs> I wasn't even interested in a bar play. Oh, why oh, so... that, that's why he's lost the predictions. <laughs> I wasn't interested. Why are you so uninterested? I don't know. We've got WrestleMania to go to in like three weeks. Get excited, bitch. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if we can get in. Oh, you're, you're just fighting one for the big matches now. <laughs> I'm excited for Mania. It's just fast lane. Just, uh... You let the rest of us slog through the B-card stuff. <laughs> I think it was as as pretty much as good a show it could possibly be for a fast lane. Yeah. Like for the, See, the show exactly, three weeks from exactly. Mania. But it was still really good. It's never going to be that good, is it? I've never actually seen a bad Fastlane pay-per-view, if I'm honest. I can't even remember too much of the Fastlane pay-per-views, but yeah. I remember in, t- in terms of pay-per-views in the last 12 months, for me, this is up there in top I haven't. I can't five, three, I think, five. Personally, I think there hasn't been a bad pay-per-view all year for the last 12 months. Ever since the, the, they've become co-branded, they've all yeah. been good, I think. Yeah. So, good move. Yeah, definitely... Definitely an improvement in the in-ring action over the last like two years worth of pay-per-views. Um, but this fast lane felt a little bit like um, a little bit manic in that some of the matches seemed to just be a little bit thrown together, and the, the card changed on the night. And there seemed to be a lot of like free space on the card when it didn't really seem as though there would be. So that kind of indicates that maybe the matches were a little bit shorter than normal. But then I don't think they were. No, they I were don't think they softer. were. I think yeah, there was there was there was. In in total, on the main show there was nine, yeah. eight, so that's, nine. That's the average amount actually for a like, three hour pay per view, isn't it? Um, actually, I've seen a little bit of Fastlane. 
Have you? Yeah, I probably saw the worst bit of it, but I've seen a bit of Fastlane. Did you watch Sasha and Bailey versus Tamina and Nia? <laughs> what a Mandy Rose yeah, asking what the fuck up that was. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the, the letdown for me from um, Fastlane was all of the the women's parts in general, I think. I think the women didn't have, not have a good night. No, it wasn't the best of nights for the women, I think. Asuka and Mandy wasn't great and had a stupid finish. Yeah. Um, Tamina and Nia just can't do anything. Can't right? <laughs> it was just very sloppy. Um, and it? even even um, Sasha, to an extent, had a bit of a, a bit of a mare. Um, Bailey did well. Bailey did well. Um, yeah, Bailey always does well. Well up, Bailey. And uh, Becky, Becky, and Charlotte were were very limited, handicapped. Yeah, pun intended. Uh, yeah, correct. Um, by Becky's injury and that kind of scenario. Um, so and the end was shit. The end was was a bit shit, but I can't. I understood why. Yeah, quite it, well. it makes sense, and it was obvious from a mile out to me. Um, what I don't understand is why didn't Ronda just like beat the shit out of her when she had the chance? Yeah, or both of them. Yeah, Becky first, then attack oh, Charlotte. Yeah, but she just stood there and like watched Charlotte, and Charlotte watched her. If that was me, I'd have been like, right, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, but then Charlotte doesn't want to get her ass kicked. Or even, even after so after Ronda had kind of got out, her and uh, Charlotte and Becky were just standing in the ring, hmm. just kind of looking around. Like, yeah, oh Charlotte would have maybe then just gone after her knee and tried to fuck her up more. Yeah, but. You can tell they kind of want to quickly get away from the knee scenario because Becky'd work, worked a house show match on Monday night and was hardly even limping, didn't use the crutch. She didn't use her crutch on SmackDown. And then finish. SmackDown, she just chucked it out midway down the ramp yeah. or at the top of the ramp. So you can tell they kind of want to get away from Like, I can, next week she won't even limp, so... Yeah, because it's really sort of... Like, firstly... It's been going on since the ramp. It's been say, over a, a month and a bit now. And so Nia, that was when Nia pushed her off the steps, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... I mean, it's been what? Six weeks. Six weeks. And we've had two pay per views since then. <laughs> that's how long it takes to heal a broken leg. Like, I think she would have healed by now. <laughs> if she was medically cleared, which she was. Yeah, she was officially cleared. In the storyline. But obviously, like, that was a bad judgment call seeing yeah. how bad she was walking. <laughs> they cleared her, but everyone would have to make her sign an agreement <laughs> so she that she wouldn't sue them. Yeah, so clearly she wasn't cleared. Didn't make sense. Anyway. Well, to be fair, they only cleared her based off what her doctors said. Oh, that's true, yes. And Which is poor practice. That's the Irish doctors. To a podcast this week, they cleared uh, Stone Cold after he broke his neck. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, the times have moved on, so I think there might be some more stringent checks, but... Um, Fastlane as a whole then so if we just run down quickly what happened so the Shane and the Miz stuff I thought was really good the match itself was really really good I've never seen that coast to coast interception um, interception move before if you've, if you've not seen that Matt you need to see that that was awesome I thought when they, when they were standing opposite each other I thought um, Us would do a splash do hey so they one was laying. I thought they were just going to do each other's moves. Oh, have you seen so that? They were going to do the coast to coast and the thing at the same time. I th- yeah, I thought yeah, Us would do a I splash, and in response, Shane would do a coast to coast, coast, coast. or yeah. they would do it at the same time, but Shane goes kind of under. Yeah, um, I just don't understand how that doesn't hurt Shane. Well, yeah. look, every time it I'm looks like sure he really does. smacks. <laughs> it looks like he's always always uh, going to crack the back of his head on the floor, like when when Reigns killed him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was insane. I've never seen that before. Like, I didn't expect them to actually go ahead with that bit before they would just hit the moves. Yeah. So that was cool. That was the first of 
a couple of really good mid-air sort of collisions on the show. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that one in a bit. But the cut, the cut, so that was really good. And obviously the stuff afterwards, uh, I mean, I just didn't see it coming. I thought maybe if, if anyone's going to turn, it's Miz. I didn't think Shane would turn. The um, only way I thought Miz would possibly be the one to turn would be if it was in anywhere but Cleveland. Yeah, but then it would have more impact, I think. They would boo him more. Well, maybe they I don't know, no, yeah, especially because the way he was acting throughout the match. Yeah. I don't know where Miz got all his springboard offense from. <laughs> um, but yeah, from, from just the way he was throughout the match and the crowd's reactions for him, I just thought there's no way that he's the one who's, who's turning. Imagine if it was George Miz who turned. <laughs> that actually would have surprised me less than Shane turning, if I'm honest. No, I don't know. I just saw Shane turning for, like I think I said it a few months ago, or at least kind of around whenever the last pay-per-view uh, Elimination Chamber was, that it's got to be Shane that's turning in this. It's got to be him as the heel. Because we've seen him as the face loads of times, and just Miz's motivation and all that stuff was so pure. <laughs> yes, but also really strange. Yeah, very strange. Why is his dad not proud of him? Why is Shane going to jump off? I'm, I'm glad Us. that... <laughs> if we can get in. Um, no, from outside the stadium. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad that... Um, Corey Graves also was calling out that plot hole yeah. of just like so he wasn't proud when he won the WWE Championship the US title the Intercontinental title main evented WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. married, like married a super hot wife had a kid in a reality show he's been on TV all his life he's super rich but no he's tagging with Shane now he's proud of him God. I love the way they tried to play it like oh Mrs. Dad has always loved high flyers <laughs> yes <laughs> like, no. it's such a weird story uh, but the match itself was really, really good. Also, Mrs. Dad is very incapable of showing any facial expression. Yeah, I know. Apart Hidden from behind the moustache. by someone's hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, the match itself was really, really good. But we come to expect that from you, so it's really, don't we? They're just, like, on a whole other planet, really. Um, and, you know, Shane always shows up and puts on a good match. I know people hate on him. Because... And he didn't have to do the elbow through the table. Yeah, he didn't go through, he didn't go through anything. No, it he went through Miz. Yeah, and that, and that, I mean, that was a vicious looking attack as well. To be fair, it was. So Miz sold it. Really Some of the well. kicks looked brutal. And the chokes looked good. Shane, the way that Miz sold the choke, like as yeah. if he was genuinely passed out. And Shane showed some real like heelish aggression, which I just haven't really seen from him really uh, in a long, long time, if ever. I mean, yeah. back in his old heel. Um, didn't he was a bit more of the cowardly heel wasn't he he was never yeah. really the aggressor stick and move a, yeah because <laughs> he was all up against bigger guys I guess um, and now he's like a bit bigger himself and, you know, he's and everyone else is a bit smaller yeah. than they used to be so I just think it really worked really well I, I really liked Shane as this heel character all of a sudden and then I was carried it on Smackdown and I thought he did probably better than he's ever done any other program yeah it's just more interesting with him as the heel than if it was Miz again as the heel like Miz will turn again eventually he'll be fine but for now, have him as the face. And there is something weird about Miz as a face, though, isn't there? Yeah, it always feels it unnatural. It takes away almost half of his character. I always feel like he's always on the verge of turning from when he, when he shows any kind of face tendency, even yeah. if he's face for a night because he's in his hometown or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I always just feel like he's right on the precipice of just being a dick. Um, it's, it's a sign of a really great like superstar, though, isn't it, who, who can... You know, go from face to heel and, and still do really well. I'm just yet to have like that really good, like, oh, Miz nailed that promo as a face sort of moment, you know. I guess his early ones in this story were when he, I guess he wasn't full 
face but when he when he was explaining why he wanted to be the team and all that kind of stuff i thought those were really good i mean he never he never doesn't nail a promo to be fair but i never because his heel ones were so like heated and impassioned and like almost like you would just you'd be like yeah he's right and you'd like that's the thing the thing with miz like they always say that annoys me but miz is such a good class if you're going to show anyone a promo it's miz yeah and then you compare it to someone who is supposedly a legend, Batista, <laughs> and you just go, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, everyone has their qualities and some, you know, some are in the ring. I mean, like, Miz isn't the greatest in-ring performer, for instance. I mean, he's good. But, you know, there are people who are a lot more talented in the ring than Miz. But, you know, he's got, his talent is his charisma, isn't it? Is his on the microphone. All I'm going to say is I think the Miz... Is awesome. He's awesome. Okay. And Cleveland 40 was awesome. So it was really cool to get that really good sort of pop for his music as well. It was just yeah. so strange hearing it for the Miz. <laughs> I mean, all he, all he had to do was just wear Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I know. Colors. Americans are so easy to cheer and like to get to cheer and boo. And speaking of which, the common thread throughout the whole show wasn't the Elias stuff, which was kind of a new thing. I think, yeah, I think they've, they've, they've kind of done it before in a way. But I don't know if it's always been intentional to have him like. Like they've done it before where he keeps getting interrupted every yeah. time but this time he's literally just like I'm going to come out rag on Cleveland go back come out again in 45 minutes but uh, it wasn't just like he would just rag on Cleveland he would mention stuff from the show like yeah just, just a running commentary on the yeah, show it from was Elias' like, perspective yeah from Elias' view of the pay-per-view so that was really cool I really like that it is such an easy but America is so easy I could be a hill so easily in America yeah I know because literally, Lemiz came out in Cleveland Browns, whatever they're called, I assume that's their name, yeah, that's in Cleveland Browns colours, and everyone went nuts. And then when Shane was beating him up, he ripped his shirt off, and everyone was like, oh, boo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. And all Elias and just, was... Elias said something about LeBron leaving. Yeah, he just and made childish kind of insults to people from Ohio, and just, they're just like going crazy out of it. It's so easy. It's so easy to Remember when him out. and Kevin Owens yeah. just got <laughs> booed for about so seven bad. minutes straight? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, he's such a heat magnet as well. Um... But yeah, it's kind of the thing though. Know, they can't. They try it all the time in England. Yeah, and <laughs> but they always like, go, "Oh yeah, London smells." Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, he does." Yeah. Woo. <laughs> but I think it's it's harder. You should in see England. Manchester, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder in England because we're so small compared to America that like we People all come, come from, from all over the country. Yeah. And then when they can't even be like, oh, Man United suck, because then you'll just be you'll have like Liverpool and City yeah. fans there. Like, yeah, they do. <laughs> do you remember when, I think it was either Vince or Shane called out Jose Mourinho? I think it was Shane. Yeah. It was in Manchester, I think. One of the early, uh, one of the mid-2000s ones, and they called him out. He was just in the crowd like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I am a Detroit wrestler. Um... But anyway, back to the pay-per-view. So, I mean, there were, really, there were some really good moments. I thought the main event, for instance, was brilliant. I thought that was a really great match. The Shield match? No, not the main event. Sorry, not the main event. The uh, WWE Championship Title should match. be the main event. I thought that was really great. The six-man actually was good as well. I thought that was a really Six decent... Six-man was good. It, just, like, it had the right ending. I, I woke up in the middle of the night um, on... Monday morning, Sunday night, and because I'd predicted the Shield to win, and I didn't think Ambrose was going to turn. I thought it's just not 
a lot of the time. But I woke up and was just like, Ambrose is going to turn. That's going to cost me the predictions. <laughs> 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 like literally about 3am to the point where I was like, should I just watch the pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know he's going to turn now. Uh, but alas, he did not. Um, but they did for the first time mention on TV the fact that he has not resigned his contract. They actually mentioned it last week. Did they? Yeah, after the after they did the bump thing, fist bump thing. Michael Cole. Like, ever since that moment, Michael Cole hasn't stopped bringing it up. Oh, I didn't notice that. But anyway, they mentioned it a lot. Um, so yeah, they seem to be openly talking about this now, which is opening doors to you know, is it actually a work now? I'm still not convinced. But the amount that they're talking about it. It's got to be. Well, I mean, kind of logic dictates that it has to be, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a work and they are just using it. Well, hasn't Roman Reigns has come out and said he was surprised, and he's actively trying to get him to stay. I don't know. I'm not ready for that. I feel like that's all kind of partly in character, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting if it is. It's a different story. I'm like, not really. Well, maybe we've seen it before, but. They've never really mentioned I just don't know where they can go with it. No, I guess, like... They need to get... There needs to be something that, like... Like, someone needs to, like, get him to stay somehow. And I think that would only be Roman. But then, like, what do you do after that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's tough. I think as soon as they... If, like, if... I don't know. Triple H or Steph was to mention it and mention trying to, like, maybe make him an offer. Yeah. Then that's got... There's got to be a... The storyline, yeah. um, yeah, I don't really know where it goes. I mean, it's, it's it's reignited some interest in his character. That's for sure. If that's what they're trying to do, then it's working. Yeah, and if it is his last couple of months, it's given him a kind of put him in an elevated position mm, on his like way that. out. Look, I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit like this with the whole Kofi thing. I don't think he can go anywhere. Yeah, and that, you know, what if he were to win, for instance? win the If he was to win and win at Mania, where could he go? What could he do with it? Just give him a few months. They have some good matches with, like, Daniel Bryan for a rematch. But I, get, I kind of got to say, he, I mean, he would just be, like, this transitional champion, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's, he's never going to go and be, like, a 10-month champion. Mm. Um, and also, then again, I don't see the point in putting the title on him for that. I think that's more of a piss take than not putting it on him. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah you were a champion, but you were only champion for five minutes because we thought, oh, you've been in here for 12 years. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same, if I'm honest, with about the whole Kofi thing. I, I personally, I don't, I don't know what the fuss is about. Um, I know that he's a really good in-ring talent, and I know he has great chemistry with the New Day, and I know he's been there a long time. But, He's never ever looked like being WWE champion before. Why all of a sudden is now everyone clamouring for it? I don't. I mean, I get that he's likable, but he's not. And do you not main think that marketable they're, pl- they're playing on the same storyline as Daniel Bryan and hoping it works out? Well, I mean, it's oh, I, I think to do. I think it's it's done. I was thinking of this while I was watching SmackDown. I think it's been done on purpose. Because it is Daniel Bryan, he'd be up against. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the the video package and how they could literally play some of the promos and moments side by side mm-hmm. in the video package. Um, well, I saw a really cool tweet, and I can't remember who it was, but I'm going to steal it anyway. From someone who said that um, the Yes era officially died 
on SmackDown when Vince McMahon indirectly um, in, insinuated that Daniel Bryan is now an A-plus player, which is I thought was really quite poignant. I was what, like, this, as in from what he said this week? Yeah, because he called Kofi a B-plus player and said he couldn't be champion because he's B-plus, so he must be insinuating that Daniel Bryan is more than a B-plus. Hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting take on the whole situation. We kind of strayed away from that, but we'll mention Tony Bryan because the triple threat match for the WWE title at Fastlane between himself, Mustafa Ali, who was added to the match at the last minute, and Kevin Owens, the returning Kevin Owens, uh, was really, really good. Really, really great, great action. Brilliant finish. Really good. Yeah, really, really good match. I've, I felt Kevin Owens nearly died. Kevin Owens nearly died. Mustafa Ali nearly died when he got kneed off the top rope. No, I thought he made that look better than it okay would. well yeah obviously but when when it first happened um i, I was just sitting there watching it and when he was mid-air i went oh shit because i thought he'd going into the crowd, like, the crowd that's how yeah. far out he came it was insane um but i felt really bad for him to begin with because yeah, the they, they'd really set him they'd him. set him up to not get a good reaction mm. um all right <laughs> it I'm glad he, got, he gets the opportunity that he would have been getting if he never got injured. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. Everyone before that, before right. he got injured, nobody was talking about fucking Kofi Kingston. No. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted him as champion. Um, and so, yeah, I felt bad for him. It should have been Randy Orton or something. It should have just been a, a, the chosen, a chosen heel. Yeah, but I feel like people would have, been, would have pissed all over the match a bit more. Also, the match would never have been anywhere near as good. Yeah, but in terms of just... I uh, thought it would be AJ Styles, to be honest. In terms of, uh, like, if Vince was to have handpicked someone to be in that match, you know, it would, would have been be someone like Randy choice, Orton. Yeah. Give Kevin Owens a bit more crowd support, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the first kind of five to ten minutes of the match, people were like, oh, we just want Kofi Kingston, and yeah. decided not to care. But the match was so good that it won him round. Yeah, there was a mo- the exact moment, I can't remember what it was, but there was, there was a very sort of tangible moment where the crowd momentum shifted and they started chanting for KO uh, rather than Kofi. Uh, and then obviously when KO was sort of taken out of the match for a little bit and Ali was getting his offense in and came really close to pinning Daniel Bryan um, and obviously doing some amazing stuff at the same time, then they sort of, they were starting to pull for him. But yeah, yeah, you're right, he was kind of set up for a bad reaction from the crowd. Um, I I don't really think there's anyone that could have come out where the crowd wouldn't have just been, oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what I would have liked to have seen? Vince be like, okay, you've got your shot, like to Kofi and when the New Day were in the room. And then when he gets to announcing them, he announces that it's like Big E or Xavier Woods who got the title. <laughs> or Xavier Woods, uh... That would have been cool. <laughs> or even just, uh, give, you can give, put Kofi in the match, but like have the match immediately after the handicap beatdown. Yeah. Like literally as he's still lying on the floor have them start the match come down so that he's fucked for the match yeah but yeah then then you're kind of giving them giving the crowd what they want when, yeah but also some, when the crowd might actually over. want to wait yeah um, I get the whole point about not even giving him the opportunity for a singles match and stuff yeah is, you know one thing I will say is I've never been one for bigging up Daniel Bryan you never been much big enough like anyone. <laughs> well, I'm, I am going now. If you listen, I'm going to do it. But since he's come back, he does seem like every match he does, he puts like the 
maximum effort he can possibly put into it. And you see it when he comes off of the match and he's like battered and bruised. Yeah, it's some, I think it's yeah. chest. It's, he's very. I don't know. He's got a very strange like. Like, I'm not skin tone he's very complexion. pale but his complexion is obviously very strange and that every single like hit that he takes to his body leaves a mark mm. so it looks really great like at the end of a match where his chest is just like red raw there's a really great line from Corey wasn't there about how Daniel Bryan would be embarrassed that his chest was like, <laughs> like ground meat, meat. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Gaines also had a really good line on Smackdown about Byron Saxton which just completely destroyed Tom Phillips Can't it was um, something about like Byron Saxton said something about um um, like it gets to a point where uh, you just you can't just keep trying if it's never going to happen. You just have to like accept it or something like that. And Corey goes, "Was like, is that why you've stopped dating?" <laughs> and Tom Phillips for about three minutes straight just couldn't say anything. And Byron just carried the whole thing because the other two were just pissing themselves. Um, so we actually Tom Phillips it was just like laughing out loud so much like live on air with your two best mates is like the best time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Good Byron was just like, I guess I'll just call the match then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Daniel Bryan, I think at the time I didn't necessarily see it so much, but the heel turn has definitely saved and, and, and reinvigorated him. Yeah. I think he's getting to be, he's getting to be Brian Danielson again. Yeah. Like if you, cause you can compare a lot of his work from, from the Indies to what he's doing now. He's, he's more vicious, he's using more submissions. And even there was even a side by side comparison of, uh, from Smackdown this week when, when, Mustafa broke the uh, the bell lock and the referee was counting to five. He gets up to the referee and just says, I have till five, referee. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that in a lot of his old matches. And yeah, they saw it side by side with a match from like 2006 and he says it in the exact same way. So you get him to be the, the I think the version of himself he's more comfortable yeah. in. Um, but he's just got a modern twist on it with the whole kind of planet's champion thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it... it to be fair to Rowan as well, I don't think he'd be half as viable Relevant. in a way without yeah without having a big heater yeah so yeah good stuff Daniel Bryan Daniel and the, yeah Daniel the, the matches are great the, the, matches the ending was excellent apart from maybe the one with AJ Styles at Royal Rumble which was a little bit off but was still a really good match so I did pick someone good. up it was just so. the crowd yeah yeah you did pick someone up Matt well done. Uh, <laughs> But KO, you have oh, to see. Kofi Mania. Did you see that KO nearly killed? Well, nearly killed himself. Yeah, I thought that at the time as well. I went back and, and replayed it. It was just like he was literally about half a half an inch away from losing his teeth, yeah. breaking his jaw and nose. That was close. Like yeah. he literally went so perfectly between like both the tables and yeah. just short. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was, that yep. was a scary, scary moment. Um, but yeah, there were other moments, scary moments in the women's raw, the raw women's tag team match where Sasha nearly got dropped by Nia. That would have hurt. It's actually Tamina. Uh, well, the was, one on the outside was the the Samoan drop. The Samoan drop. Was just one, both yeah. of them. I mean, it, Tamina, oh, that was awful. She like she didn't release her in time. I don't think, and then Nia couldn't like catch her in the way she wants. She lost her footing. I'm not blaming Nia. I think though. it was. A, I think it was a bit of both. I think it was think everyone Sasha, involved. Like, over, she like, over rotated. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then I tried to catch her and then lost her foot in. It was just all a bit of a mess. Uh, I mean, the match was all right. Uh, that stuff with Beth Phoenix was a bit... It felt forced. Like, are yeah. we supposed to believe that there's some sort of massive rivalry now between Tamina and Beth? 
But it, it would be the tag. It's going to be a poor way for the titles, isn't it? I know, but like, I mean, like, has there ever been anything in the past between Tamina and Beth? I wouldn't have had Beth initiate the fight. I would have just yeah. had Nia wipe her out from behind, like yeah. she did. Well, but just yeah. not without, so it felt like the punch. I mean, I can't remember when Tamina exactly when Tamina came into WWE. She's been in there for about for nearly ten years. So I'm assuming Beth. Was so still they, there would have been some overlap. So what, I don't remember any rivalry. Tamina is the uh, longest serving and has been serving for the most amount of days. Um, in WWE history, I think, or no, in the so, current in the current roster, who has never won a championship? Oh, okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she had the opportunity at Elimination Chamber to break that, and she fucked it. She did, and she had this opportunity. And she had this opportunity as well. as well. So yeah, she's the longest serving current roster member. Never won a championship. Wow. Yeah. Um. That's a good fact. Even Kurt Hawkins. Even Kurt Hawkins has won a championship. Um, so, the rest of Fastlane then. I mean, the US title situation was weird. There was meant to be a Ray versus Andrade pre-show match, which just didn't happen because it was announced there was going to be a fatal four-way for the title and they were going to be in it and it was just all a bit weird. But the match itself was really good. Um, Joe looked great. Fucking Rey Mysterio looked amazing. Andrade looked vicious. And even R-Truth looked good yeah while watching this I thought that in the last couple of months R-Truth has kind of won me over winning me over Hmm. compared to where he used to be on my list oh yeah he used to be on my hit list of like people who want to be future endeavoured actively he's just he's just very entertaining I mean, he's not. Damn you, John Cena! <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 he is quite insane. <laughs> I find myself laughing at him now, whereas yeah. previously I'd cringe, but yeah. you know, he's just doing good stuff. So have you heard what the rumour is for WrestleMania? Well, is, that, is he going to face him? No, the US title. Joe and Cena. Yeah. They're leaving themselves a bit short in terms of time. Yeah. Especially as Mysterio yeah, just picked about, up a win over him. You think about the stuff, not it? Matches that are going to be put in place that have got no time at all that they're going to have to yeah, there hasn't been a build a rivalry. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got to build like Kurt Angle's going to have his last ever match in front of us, guys, and um, we don't even have a rivalry for him to be involved in at this moment in time, unless it's going to be Apollo Crews. And uh, to be fair, I think that story it doesn't really need a rivalry, it doesn't need much of a build. It's literally just he's already announced he's he was retiring, so you've just got to pick someone really. Um, we currently have six matches announced. We have Lesnar Rollins, Raw Women's Triple Threat, Buddy Murphy versus 205 Tournament winner, Triple H Batista, Kurt Angle versus TBD, whoever that is, and Shane in the Miz. Yeah. And I'm assuming we'll get some sort of multi-mountain man tag team match for the SmackDown titles. If at all. Which, if the Usos walk into Mania as tag champions... It will be the first time in history that a team has walked in as tag champions to WrestleMania three consecutive years. You're full of the bloody facts today, aren't you? All over it. Where are you getting these from? I don't. Have you ever heard of Twitter? Um, no, never. It's a thing. Okay. Um, find... You're on Twitter way too much. <laughs> oh yeah, way too much. That's what happens when you live on your own. Um, speaking of the cruiserweights, there was no cruiserweights on Fastlane, which I thought was a shame because they've been putting some really great matches. 
But I guess the rivalry is like Buddy Murphy has no one to defend the title against because the tournament's ongoing. Yeah, Buddy Murphy's on holiday at the moment. He's on in Australia. Oh, yeah, sorry, he's gone back to Australia. Who's um, in the final, by the way? Tony Nice and Cedric Alexander. It's a bit underwhelming. Tony Nice, if he gets the, if he wins it, he'll be having a WrestleMania title match in his home state, mm. which is a story going into it. Cedric Alexander was in the title match for Cruiserweights last year. Yeah. So, who knows? It'd be a good match. I like Tony. I want to see more Tony Nice. Um, I'm always impressed by him. So, but he's also like a heel at the same time. So, yeah. Do we have any word about NXT yet? As what the takeover matches? What the title situation is yeah. going to be? The title situation, because like the pictures that show him recovering, and he's still got the yeah. The belt. He's got Goldie strapped up as well. <laughs> um, I mean, they can't seriously leave it on him, can they? No, they're not going. It'll be too long. They're, I, I would imagine. Um, I don't know when the next tapings are. It must be very, very shortly. Yeah. Um, I think next week. Next week. But they had no plans, did they? For because they had it all built up. Yeah, it was it was him and Gargano going into. Yeah, it. but they had they've had it taped as well, loads yeah. of stuff. So they're gonna have to redo all of that. Well, I don't know because it ended with Gargano attacking and getting getting the better of Champa. So you could use that as that's how he got written out because yeah. he'd been injured by the Gargano's attack. Um, we currently only have two matches announced, which is Pete Dunne and Water, and uh, War Raiders versus Dusty Rhodes Classic winners. Yeah. So. Which we're quiet on the NXT front. Which is, is a, I can't remember what their names are now. Forgotten. Oh Sons. no, it's, it's Alistair Black and Ricochet, right? Alistair Black and Ricochet and Forgotten Sons. Yeah. I don't know if the final's been taped. I don't think it's been taped. Oh okay. Um, also, we're probably gonna have a fatal four way for the women, which means yeah. Shayna, Mia Yim. Um, Kyrie Sane and Yoshirai. Yoshirai. Uh but that yeah hasn't been announced yet so a few things up in the air in general a lot of things all up over the, the place okay so we'll move on from Fastlane and just cover what essentially has happened on Raw Smackdown a little bit and how we feel about certain things conscious of time um, we'll make this a quick one firstly I wanted to ask you guys about Ronda freaking Rousey how are we Quite feeling? Well How are we feeling about this character at the moment? Now, obviously, the video that was circulated on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else of her essentially calling the business fake, calling it all out. In fact, it's not essentially. She, she literally did. did. She literally called she it that. Said it was fake. Um, which is to me is a big, big, big no-no for any superstar. But literally only, the cardinal sin. Only if it's been done off of her own back. Yeah. So what are you guys feeling about this situation? I um I don't think she's clever enough to have done it off her own back. No. Were, yeah. Or at, is she stupid enough to have done it off her own back? <laughs> at the time I thought uh I thought it was just her. And then the more I thought about it, I thought is this something that she's been fed? But it's just the fact that she used the word fake yeah. which that's what clouds it for me yeah. um, as to whether she would have been fed it or not. I got way too worked up for a Friday morning. <laughs> I I hadn't even left the gym changing rooms by the time I'd done most of the tweets. Too worked out and then got worked up. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, it just really it, it put me in a bad mood, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I get 
like I was saying on Twitter, I, I get the story of like an entitled outsider maybe who thinks that they're above wrestling. Yeah. But well, then why is she here? Why is she here? Why, if it's fake, why is she, does she get beat up in her matches? Yeah. Um, what's that? What's the kendo stick made of? <laughs> yeah. That welt her skin. Um. She she could have done this exactly like it. It started off well. Like being legit, she could swear all she wants, like whatever. She could call Becky a mojo. That's fine. Um, <laughs> she didn't. Literally, no. I'm saying she could. Yeah, I know, but she didn't. Um, but just, just don't use the word fake. It just ruined it for me. Mm. And because there were, she, she briefly kind of alluded to it on Raw this week, saying that like, if you don't believe in this charade, then whatever. But like, then why are you there? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. <laughs> I mean. People have been posting things about like Roddy Piper and stuff that he said about people calling wrestling fake, and she's supposed to be like carrying on his legacy, and she's calling the business fake, and he would have like disowned her because of that, you know. And uh, he'd just, have punched her in the face. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, but how? So, I think he would have. So has this got both of you guys riled up? That'd be the main question. Heck yeah! How about you, Matt? I don't know, rolled up. Well, I just it can't be it can't be real because I just think the backstage heat that she would get would be immense. But I feel like she already has got that. Like a lot of people, I don't know, I mean, maybe the other backstage, maybe the other competitors are being fed like stuff, but they've all tweeted stuff like unfavorable things about Ronda Rousey. Like Rusev said, especially Lana said stuff. Uh, I think Tyler Breeze might have said something. Liv Morgan said about Liv like Morgan, this isn't yeah. fake because I'm literally in pain all the time. Yeah. Um. So you know, and, and obviously Becky and as as well, but you know that's just Becky. <laughs> Jericho had an annoyingly, an annoyingly kind of light-hearted take on it. Yeah. He was just like, "Oh, she's got you talking," then it worked. Yeah, and I hate that argument. Like, if, if I literally took a shit in the ring, people would talk about it. ISIS have people talking. Yeah, doesn't mean it's a good thing. Um, when Brie Bella and Morgan reach. out, people were talking about it, but it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just think ISIS to she's just going to get so much... There's going to be so much... Like, the New York crowd anyway is going to be hot for her. Yeah. Like, they are not going to want her to breathe. I think I mean, I mean the only way I can see this ending is her losing the title and leaving the company yeah that's the only way because can you imagine the, the Monday night if she is still champion well it would be like that Roman after the oh. Undertaker booze won it she's also I think she's contracted until 2021 yeah which but they had the whole like rumours a couple months ago about her leaving after Wrestlemania didn't they yeah and um I can't remember who it was. Someone said something about running her out of the company. It was either Becky or Lana or something like that. Probably Lana. I think it was Becky. Becky put a tweet out saying about... Oh, it was um, in a backstage promo after um, Fastlane, like a WWE online one. She said something about how she's going to run her out of the company. So, you know, who knows? Um, Her promo this week was right. Again, she just talks too fast. Yeah, it was just like... If that, if that was gaps. anybody else, that promo would have been minimum five minutes. Yeah. But she literally got it done in about 
two minutes, ninety seconds. Which kind of plays into the whole like why I believe in this. Yeah, well, thing. yeah, like, I don't, I don't I give a shit like, about being here. I wouldn't talk like that normally. Why would I talk like that now, sort of thing? But it's like, why, why would you come out and do it then? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's... And just to think, what the fuck has Dana Brooks done to her face? <laughs> also, what the fuck was she thinking? <laughs> yeah, I thought. It, to be fair, the only other. I've, the only other thing that I ever remember from Dana Brooke is the time where she sprinted away in fear when SmackDown came came a knocking. Um, that's the only other thing I ever remember her she doing. To be with Titus Worldwide. She's in Titus Worldwide. Um, Worldwide. She was one of Ronda's first opponents. I think she might have been Ronda's she first. Was, she always used to say playtime is over, but she was shit at playing. Um, she does that cartwheel thing where, or the flip thing when then she yeah. does her flex. And... But her her promo was good. To be fair. By by Dana Brooks now. Like, I'm, I've never been a fan of her. It felt like it was quite like. It felt very real. Like have you real. have you seen her tweet? No. She's put a tweet out of a screenshot of like a big long note on her phone about saying how like this wasn't Dana Brooks. This was like Ashley or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, and going all about it. and then she starts talking about how like Ronda using the word fake and all that kind of stuff. Like it was quite a long kind of impressive as well and loads of loads of the superstars were kind of responding to it saying like yes girl <laughs> um i feel like so here's here's what i think ww missed an opportunity with and i mean dana brooke is not going to be a big star anytime soon but like ronda's getting i am here. not a household name <laughs> yeah way to get yourself over <laughs> ronda's getting like heat at the moment a lot of heat for what she's done and said and you know for dana to come out and say that stuff it would have been great if like Ronda had attacked her and she just fought back a little bit. Yeah, at least get, get crowd a bit support of hope behind spot. her. You know, like, because at the minute, now she just looks stupid for yeah. going out and saying all this stuff, which was great, and then just and gets kicked in the stomach. And, yeah. and almost dropped on her fucking head. Yeah. Uh, do you, you want to briefly read out some of the some of the content of her thing so quite long but her tweet said I have nothing left to lose I mean what I say and I say what I mean yesterday came straight from my heart so it's, uh, things include um, last night I had nothing left to lose I meant every word I said I felt like I was going to cry but I wanted to be brave for all of you I wanted to use my platform to be the voice of all the WWE universe listen we only expose so much on social media but behind closed doors we face so much last night you heard Ashley and you heard the true passion behind my heart that is bottled up inside Dana I want you all to see me Every day I look like this, not heavy makeup, hair up, and in the gym grinding away to look the best I can be and be the best I can be. Um, most of you know what I've been through in the past year and a half. Don't know what that is. But, um... Her boyfriend died. Oh, yeah. yeah that one. So then she goes on to talk about Ronda Rousey. She says, you might think you're the baddest woman. Is it because you cuss and play tough girls? How can little girls want to be like you? Are you tough because you think you made your, made the rules here because no one will stand up to you? Let me tell you something, sister. I respected you from the moment you walked in the locker room. I told you, leave your bags here. Uh, we're a family. No one will ever mess with your stuff. So you were shocked. Now I know why. Because you're the one who would destroy others. You're the one who would play nasty games and destroy personal property. And you're the one to disown our family and leave. Uh, you knew all along your nasty plan, but I will never back down. I might get my ass kicked, but... They say, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger, and blah, 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 blah. Um, at WWE, I love this business, and I will never, ever be a disgraceful bitch like our fake champion. Mm-hmm. So, Disgraceful bitch. <laughs> My favourite tweet of the week. I need to try and find it. 
was the person who thought that the Dana Brooke that came out this week was the fake Dana Brooke. <laughs> she did look completely different. Somebody had said how um, they'd replaced... They thought they'd replaced Dana Brooke. Uh, oh, I, need to, I need to try... Oh, here it is. So, <laughs> Food Network, right? Channel in America... Put a tweet up saying, I can't leave a bake sale without picking up blank. Use a gift. Hashtag kids baking championship. And someone responded to the Food Network, that very tweet, saying, That wasn't Dana Brooke. The original Dana is shorter, stockier, and has more muscle. WWE does this all the time. Replace wrestlers with lookalikes, which means Brooke is officially gone from the WWE. She was a waste of talent anyway with her, with her legacy family too. <laughs> what legacy family? I don't know, but... Why the fuck did she say this to the food? <laughs> yeah, no idea. Sh- also, Cheryl Gage at Dancer three nine five three two. Well, Cheryl Gage, you absolute weirdo. Um, fuck that. One. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I was just like, imagine the food uh, the food network social media person just seeing that tweet. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who was the last person that WWE replaced? I know. Them? Maybe it's someone masked, like yeah, fucking Sinkara. Mask. Um, <laughs> Who's disappeared off the face of the earth? By the way. And, well, WWE now have no qualms about saying, yeah, we got rid of that person. Yeah. Like, what a weird take. I mean, she, um, in fairness, she did look very different. And that's, Matt, what you said, what they have done to her face. A bit less makeup, I think. I think she wore a little bit less makeup. And she definitely looked less muscular. I think... No, she's had, she's had Botox done, apparently. Um, I think also... Dana Brooke doesn't quite... She's not quite at the same level where she can get herself a fake Dana Brooke the way that Diesel and Razor Ramon did. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do it themselves. <laughs> no, no, I know. But, I mean, like... Like, Dana Brooke's not going to... Like, they're not going to come out with a fake Dana Brooke because people be like, who's Dana Brooke? <laughs> um, but we've spent way too long talking about Dana Brooke. Longer <laughs> than we probably have in all episodes previous. Can but what, what, what I would just say is that... And next week, if she doesn't come out and challenge Ronda Rousey to a match and get a little bit of office in, but ultimately just get her ass kicked, then I'll be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, Ronda said... You know also, what I was disappointed with on Raw? What? Batista. The title change. What the fuck is that all about? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley um, match. I mean, Finn that, Balor that, wasn't on fast lane. Balor even defend the title successfully? I think he defended it against Leo Rush. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, yeah. But that was it. So, really, really short, inconsequential title reign for Balor, which is disappointing. He didn't even beat Lashley for it. No, which just makes him look weak against Lashley, if I'm honest. Right, unless he's going on to bigger and better things. He won't be. And so it's just an odd one. It's very strange. I think they'll just get a rematch for WrestleMania and that'll be it, right? God, I hope not. <laughs> but the ending, I thought, was really well executed. That's probably the best springboard spear I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. That's it was a good end. It's up there. Uh, the rest of Raw then. So the Batista Triple H. So no holds barred. Batista is getting what he wants. Is that what he wants? That's what he wants. Give him what he wants. Is that what you want? That's what he wants. What did you actually want? Oh, I want a match. That's <gasps> <laughs> literally, literally how the promo went. <laughs> my my favorite line of the entire night. Was I'll work my way through the guardians of the independent scene or whatever it is you've got up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that so was funny. quite cool. Um, but yeah, so a bit weird, a bit shouty. Batista a bit, a bit shaky on his on his live promo return. Very back and forth. Just with the same line. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that promo could have been a lot shorter. They must know what they're getting with Batista. Like, don't have him fucking talking. Well, I mean, he's not bad. I mean, he's not I, terrible on the mic. I think, especially in, in his last few years when he was around, he was one of the better mic performers, I think. And, I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a Hollywood actor if he couldn't yeah, exactly, talk and yeah. convey emotion and stuff like that. Um, so I think he is, he is good. Um just maybe in certain scenarios, and I, like this is his first one back in front of the live audience, um, so I'm, I'm willing to cut him a bit of slack. Yeah, um, I feel like he was probably handicapped by what it is they wanted him to say because all he said was the same three lines over yeah. and over again. Yeah, it was it was weird, but you know, I mean, I'm excited is probably the wrong word, but intrigued by this match. I'm glad it's an old bard because you get to see a Triple H. Entrance. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to see a Triple H entrance. And if um, I don't get to see an Undertaker one, then I think Triple H is like second on the list. Yeah. Of me, so. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad it's a no Hosbard. Or whatever it is, no disqualification. No Hosbard, yeah, no uh, DQ. Um. And yeah, be interested to see what happens. Also on Raw, then, so the Shield stuff. So the start with Seth Rollins being attacked by Shelton Benjamin. WTF. Um, and then kind of gets explained by Paul Heyman. I didn't no idea that Benjamin and Lesnar were friends. They went uh, to college together. I don't think that that fact really resonated with any of the. Benjamin crowd. taught him to wrestle. They were in OVW together. They were a tag team. They were called this um, something like the uh, like submission stretch squad or something like that. A lot of S's in it. <laughs> don't Google it. He's googling it. He's <laughs> <laughs> googling. <laughs> Um, maybe it was just a bit weird like Sean Benjamin who's, he's on Smackdown for instance like for, you know for the most part well not that he's seen on Smackdown um, attacked Seth Rollins from behind and they, and they had a match and that was, to literally uh, no like fanfare yeah like you could tell the crowd were just like what really? no one seemed surprised the Minnesota Stretching Crew oh. that's what their tag, tag team name in OVW was fair enough um yeah, they, he's, he's uh, Shelton Benjamin is, I think, uh, godfather to one of Brolez's kids. Okay, did not know any of this. <laughs> so, yeah, good friends. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but I feel like that fact was lost on a lot of people, including me. Um, but Paul Heyman did a bit to explain it. Then there was the whole weird phone call thing, and him threatening Michael Cole with being beaten up, Michael Cole not being scared of being beaten up by Brock Lesnar. What's it going to do? Beat me up again? <laughs> well, I was probably. in bed. I, I need medical assistance for three days. I nearly sued the company last. <laughs> be a really good vocational move on your part. <laughs> that bit, like when Michael said, when Michael Cole said, "What's he going to do? Beat me up again?" I actually laughed and was like, "I just laughed at something Michael Cole said." The fuck is wrong with me? Um, but yeah, I mean. Well, why would you not be terrified of a brother's threatening to beat you up? Yeah, <laughs> especially when he's done it once before, you know, like how bad it is. <laughs> um, all right, so five him out of his shoes. Part so then, yeah, several is beat Shane Benjamin. Then we had the Roman thing, where he was supposed to have a match against Baron Corbin, but was attacked by Drew viciously. I really liked this because I thought they were playing the whole. Obviously, he's been ill and stuff, and I thought they were playing. It's not quite what he was. Not quite what he was like. Maybe he's not in like peak condition. Yeah. And Drew really exploited that, and then the medical team had that Roman stubbornness to like not. Like, he was like, "I'm not doing this out here. I'm not doing this out here." And what I really liked was that Seth came down, um, and Roman sort of like 
he was like, listen, man, it's okay. Like, if you're not okay, it's fine to say. Yeah. And Roman was just like, no, it's fine. And then Roman sort of staggered around a little bit, and then he finally, like, grabbed at his head, and then thought, no, fuck it, I need Seth's help here. Uh, so he sort of lent on him for support and stuff. I thought that was really quite... I don't know if it was intentional. It was really quite nuanced, I thought. I, I find that all, all three of the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, and I think especially Seth, is very good at the, the little details. They're just the little things which you don't always pick up on first first viewing. Um, yeah. I find they're very good at that stuff. Yeah, that, And that's, that's, the, cool. that's the stuff I enjoy. And then Dean obviously getting really pissed and sticking up for Roman and wanting the the no, the, the full count anywhere enough was Barb match with Drew... That match was pretty vicious. It was all over the place. I love the way, like, <laughs> we had we had badass Triple H mode. He was just like, yeah, I want to fight him. And no DQ match, Triple H was like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, can you imagine <laughs> if that was corporate Triple H? Yeah. It might be a bit of a different reaction, but like it caught him on a good night. I like the fact that he was, like, wanting to go check on Roman. And then Dean sort of intercepted him. And then he was like, okay, I'll go tell Drew. And just didn't check on Roman. Yeah. <laughs> and it also then makes me think, like, what did they have planned for that last half an hour of Raw? <laughs> we always say this. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, when the plans change, what were they going to do? Unless they were assuming that Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns was going to be a 50-minute long match. Yeah. Uh, which nobody wants to see. <laughs> uh, so that was Raw. Smackdown, very, very quickly, because it was one of the best, probably most enjoyable ones we've seen for a long time. Um... Kofi Mania was the main theme throughout, as always. Uh, it's been announced that he'll be in a gauntlet. Oh, Kofi Mania. <laughs> it's been announced he'll be in a gauntlet match next week on SmackDown against Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, both of the bar, and Eric Rowan. How many people do you reckon I could piss off with this fuck Kofi Mania? You've already pissed one off. <laughs> um, Aiden's pissed. I know, you got, you got a little bit upset by that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you're just a, a, a prick. <laughs> Um, I know I am though um, yeah I want to spend more time talking about the Kofi thing um, but we'll have to do it another time because that's got to go um, well, you, can, you can carry on without me guys it's fine alright yeah we will uh, pretty, okay. what else happened on Smackdown then we'll get on to that bit after well we had the four way again for the actually it was well, a tag, tag, tag team match wasn't it I will just say that I'm, I'm going to go now alright Fair enough. So, fuck Kofi Mania. <laughs> wow. Hashtag fuck Kofi Mania. I think Kevin Owens is shit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but he's not though, is he? <laughs> Kevin Owens is shit. Pete Dunne is shit. Uh, whoever else you like, <laughs> which is about two people, is shit. And The Rock is a future <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> Rock is good. Rey Mysterio is having the best run of his career uh, yeah fuck you and on that note right Matt we'll see you later <laughs> but uh, none of this affects me I don't really care no nah, I know you don't that's what makes it funny yeah right later bye see you later that's kind of okay so don't get wound up I'm not wound up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, okay, what else happens on SmackDown? So the tag match was quite good. I don't know what the fuck Rey Mysterio was wearing. No, it looked like literally he literally had... just looked like he was in a thong. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just draw the thong on his ass. Even Corey Graves mentioned it. Did he was he? Like, yeah, he was he was like, um Can we just talk about Rey Mysterio's costume for a sec? <laughs> Looks like he's tanning his cheeks. <laughs> um Yeah, that was very weird, like 
it's just an odd colour choice. Very strange. Um, Very strange. How did SmackDown start? Oh, I'll tell you what was actually one of my personal highlights. And for a few that I'm excited for. Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't touch on it on what happened at Fastlane. I thought this was really good. How both Randy Orton and AJ Styles manifested out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they did sort of just tele- teleport into the ring. <laughs> because in, in the, in the kickoff show, the AJ said something like, like, wherever you go, I'll be there. Yeah. And he literally was. And I mean, Randy would have had to come from around one side to give that RKO to Elias, and AJ would have come from the other side. He must have like telegraphed him a long way out. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of it logistically. Was he under the ring the um, whole time? <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. The, their their promo this week I thought was really good from both of them. So for me, I think this was the highlight of SmackDown. Yeah, and I I think it's 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 similar to the story that AJ had with John Cena, in that it's like. King of the Indies yeah. versus King of the WWE um, their side by side parallel careers no one thought we'd ever see the match but with AJ as the face and Randy as a heel as opposed to opposite yeah. with John Cena it allows Randy to be more disrespectful about it because yeah. Cena would make passing comments but it's John Cena uh, where Randy can be just proper up, up his own arse about it like, well, yeah, <laughs> self-righteous and all that stuff Yeah, and I thought it was just good to see the side by side comparison of like when I debuted you had wrestling bingo halls when I won the world championship you were shaking Obviously. shaking your friends hands yeah. and you were with Dixie Carter in Florida getting a suntan and all that kind of shit um, and was this Randy Orton's best promo forever it's got to be up there and I think it's, a, it's such a simple premise of AJ says he built Smackdown but Randy's been around forever of course he didn't build Smackdown yeah um Randy's built that equity, so yeah. I really so, like it when Randy Orton gets like properly invested in a feud. Yeah. Just so I remember going back a couple of years now, like they asked when when the interviews with Randy Orton was done, and, and then I mean Triple H had some interviews in response to that, like basically saying that Randy Orton could have done more and he yeah a bit lazy and stuff like that. But in those interviews, Randy Orton was saying that the one person he wants to work with is AJ Styles, and they've never really done it. Yeah, I mean, they had a brief thing before WrestleMania two years ago that I've, I've always, for the last couple of years, though, I said that the two two of the feuds that I want to see is Randy Orton and AJ and Randy Orton and Finn. Yeah, I think Finn was you know, just the kind of guys that Randy works really well with. Yeah. Um, same with Cena. When Cena wrestles those kind of guys, yeah. it's good matches. When Brock wrestles those kind of guys, it's good matches. As Seth was pointing out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, probably the highlight of SmackDown, I think. Yeah, I'm really, I'm genuinely quite excited for just, this. Just just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate the feud. Just yeah, play just on. Have play, two, just have two. Just words all the time. Just have know. two mega superstars, who, both have claims to be the best in on SmackDown. Yeah. Just have them go to war with each other. Yeah. And I'm I'm envisaging envisaging a really cool RKO at Mania. <laughs> from yeah, like a four fifty from the <laughs> from the ropes or whatever. Something, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd it'd be a bit disappointed if it was just from the phenomenal forearm into it because yeah. it'd be a bit obvious. But yeah, it'd be. I'm excited. And I mean, it's a really good chance for them to get personal about stuff. So that he had the whole like AJ saying that you'd never, you'd never have made it in the, the pose and, and a knockoff diamond car, which got a bit of a reaction. Randy <laughs> responding with the 
too sweet sign. Yeah, and maybe. again, that was really cool. So I just liked that. It felt it felt off the cuff. Some of it, it felt like they were just being let go and just you know go be a dick to each other, um, but don't fight. And that's kind of what I don't want to see them fight until WrestleMania. I want to see. Like, I just want to get. I just want it to get really heated. I I guess it's for me kind of the same with the Batista story. Mm. I don't necessarily know if I want to see him touch before Mania. I don't think they will, if I'm honest. I'd have Batista kind of like he was doing this week with his security, even just like sign sign something to say like you touch me, yeah. I'll fucking sue the WWE. Like I'm a big actor now, like, yeah. you can't touch me. <laughs> My lawyers are better than yours. Yeah, all that shit. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this story, and the match is obviously going to be good. Oh, and we'll be there hopefully if we get in we will be there uh, I'm scared man um, so other stuff from Smackdown so the Kofi stuff so it obviously was the main theme running throughout Smackdown um, you know the crowd were chanting we want Kofi the whole time um, people were you know clamouring for Kofi just in general throughout the whole night <laughs> we had the we were told that Mr McMahon had a Special WrestleMania opportunity opportunity for Kofi, uh, and that yeah revealed itself to be the gauntlet match that I mentioned earlier. Um, but really great impassioned promo from the New Day, particularly Big E. And just New Day throughout the night, like when when they came down during the the, the tag match earlier, just cleared out all the tag teams. Yeah. Um, I kind of I, I thought that they'd maybe then take. Um, that they would kind of take SmackDown hostage and be yeah. like, we're not leaving until Vince comes out here kind of thing. Um, yeah, just went. <laughs> yeah, and they just beat up everyone and left. <laughs> um, which is un-New Day-like. Yeah, very un-New Day-like. Um, but yeah, no no skipping, no dancing, no pancakes this week. Um, All business. And I think, like I, I think I said last week, how Kofi not being overly emotional about it, Kofi being calm and kind of resigned to the fact that he's been screwed again and again um, and it works better for him doesn't it, it yeah it, it, it shines a better light on him and him even saying to Kofi and Biggie like don't get fired on my behalf yeah um, because I was thinking when when, when Biggie and uh, Xavier were saying stuff to Vince I was thinking like like traditionally you would maybe expect Vince to go nuts at them yeah um, but Vince kind of just stood there and, and took it yeah. and just verbally sparred with him. Um, but yeah, and it wasn't until Kofi kind of started piping up and it was very good. It couldn't have been more of a babyface promo about how never complain, always show up, always do this, always do that. I miss kids' birthdays. I miss all that. I've never gone trick-or-treating with my kids, which really hit the crowd. Like, you could literally yeah, hear the audible. Like, 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 Halloween in yeah. And then... The best best part of it for me was when he just said, like, not, like, give me an opportunity or whatever. It was literally just, let me know what I can do and I will do it. Yeah. Like, you don't get more babyface than that. Exactly. It's, it's really good stuff, to be honest. It is a little bit cliched and we've been here before, um, but it, it feels different in, at the same time. Yeah, it feels different. It feels fresh, just with new characters, with a team. Like, with Kofi has a support system, really. Mm. Um and did, did you notice uh, Vince using the phrase people like you yeah well I think Kofi used it no Vince said it to him I think he said it first and he said people like you 
they like basically don't get to the level. Yeah. Don't get to that level. Oh, that's a, level book which, yeah, a lot of people are saying there's racial undertones. <laughs> Maybe there Part is. Part of me thought like, is this where it's going? Like, could be a new day going to accuse Vince of being racist. Yeah, that that would be very hard to pull off. Mm. But also, a good story. Different. A different story and um, one which people believe. People believe, yeah. Because, um, yeah, people think that's that's the case. Um, so I'm just very... I'm excited to see the whole thing. Um, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen next week. It, it means you, ha- like, you have to tune in next week. There's, like, if you're a wrestling fan... There's no way you can miss SmackDown next week. Yeah. Um, despite what Matt says. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have no, I have no idea how he would get through that gauntlet match. Uh, uh, Xavier and Big E gonna run riot like every time someone comes down to a ring, tack him beforehand and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, that's very. Un- I get it. That's the sort of thing that won't happen because it's faces. Yeah, like it's it's tough. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. I don't want to be able to predict it, as long as there's just a, a happy ending. Like, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to win the title, but I can't think of a better story for WrestleMania for the WWE title than it being Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, there are lo- there's lots of others on that sort of level on SmackDown who I think, like Kevin Owens, for instance. Who don't have anywhere to go for WrestleMania, really? Yeah, um, which is a bit of a concern. Which is why I thought Kevin Owens should have been saved till after Mania. Yeah, because unless, like, if you're coming back from an injury before Mania, you need to have a feud for WrestleMania. Which is, I think, probably part of the reason why Sami Zayn hasn't come back yet because they haven't Bray got anything Wyatt. for him. Bray Wyatt. Um, so Kevin Owens must. Must have something, I don't know, tag match with Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, not sure. Yeah, it's a bit strange. As long as he's just not in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Which they haven't actually mentioned yet. They haven't mentioned it at all. All the women's one. All the women's one. Just don't know what we'll get this year. Um, but yeah, so I feel like for one on one Kofi versus Dan O'Brien match, which is what people want to see. Like, I mean, I. I I'd go back and forth in it, but I don't really want to. But then it's not going to be a bad match. It's going to be a really good match. So I'm happy with that. But I just don't buy Kofi as WWE Champion. I don't think many people actually do buy Kofi as WWE Champion. They just want to see it for the pop. Like for yeah. that one moment. And yeah. instantly lose interest in it. Apart we- from maybe the next the celebration on the Tuesday that a new day will throw. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I mean, we. I would like to be there for that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fine with him not winning the title. It just be like I, I, I don't think there is a better. And even if they they don't go with Kofi for Mania, whoever they do go with is going to get shat on. They kind of have to. So, it, it seems like the. It seems kind of like the mania for the people this year in a way like we've got Rollins in a title match who the crowd are behind we've got Becky who the crowd are behind potentially Kofi who yeah. the crowd are going to be behind so uh, and they're currently I guess the three biggest titles yeah. so if there's ever a time to do it it's now um, and there's there's no better story going uh, no better option I think than Kofi right now 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm ten, I tend to agree. I just, I don't know. I, I, I agree with both what you and Matt say with this. Like, And it not... just gets Daniel Bryan more heat when he wins. Exactly. Um, if he does, that's something. <laughs> I just feel a bit scared that they're going to knee jerk reaction and put it on Kofi. And I think there could in the be... long term, that's probably not the best thing to do. But for the short term, good for business, good for buy rates, good for just general fan feeling, good for the night after. And there, there could be. I mean, I would envisage it being very short title reign. Yeah, there, there, all I'm thinking is there could be a hell of a lot worse as well, champion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've we've, we've lived worse. through Jinder, <laughs> so we deserve the Kofi moment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not 100 against Kofi mania. I just think. Do people really want that, or do they just have they just? It's just the flavor of the month. Fall into it a little bit, and not from WWE's own doing, just from people on the internet. But at the same time, I think the storytelling from WWE from the Gauntlet match onwards has been nigh on perfect. I think mm. the way <laughs> they've just told everything. Um, do we think Mustafa Ali would be in this position if you hadn't been good? I think Mustafa Ali would have got the gauntlet match performance and, and probably the Elimination Chamber performance. I don't think he would have had the same crowd. But I don't think support. he'll be... He wouldn't have had the same crowd support. And I, I, I'm not sure... He might have even got the fast lane match one-on-one. But I don't think they would have stretched it to Mania. Mm. Um, I feel a bit bad for him because he's kind of been put put aside. Did you know he's lost every match in on SmackDown in 2019? Really? He's currently 0 for 5. Oh. Well, then he shouldn't be in a fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like quite, only, what, singles? No, all matches. No, like the what, when he, Daniel Bryan. That was before, that was in 2018. No way. Yeah, I looked it up earlier. <laughs> yeah, he's lost every single match on SmackDown oh. wow. in 2019. So yeah, he deserves to be nowhere near the title. That's bad. Um, well, and, and the other way, I guess he's due one. <laughs> but he would have won the Gauntlet match at Kofi not you would best. assume yeah well the plan was apparently according to online sources well to be fair Kofi didn't, Kofi didn't even win that match did he did he not no Randy Orton won it Randy Orton won yes that's true okay there, that makes sense <laughs> so so yeah God, um, he didn't even win the match and people still went crazy about it he didn't even come second <laughs> he came third yeah I know <laughs> um so, yeah, Kofi Mania is running wild for a certain element of the WWE universe. Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. <laughs> That's some news. Is that because I mentioned Hulk Hogan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, they're going in Hall of Fame. That'd be good. Yeah. Good team. Two-time Hall of Famer, which is very strange. I wonder if they're going to keep going until he's 5'5". Five five. Five like when Michael Cole was like, I, w- I want to see him inducted as G.I. Bro. I don't remember that. Yeah, he said it on commentary after they announced it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, who did someone else get announced last week? Because he didn't do an episode last week. Tory Wilson. Tory Wilson. Yeah. Underwhelming. Was that last week? Yeah. Hmm. She was the last one to be announced. Yeah, a little bit underwhelming, but at the same time, after watching the video package. Yeah, I kind of got it. You can see, like, from a mainstream kind of appeal. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed they didn't mention um, Al Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, um, how, he, how he died having sex with Dawn Marie. Yeah. 
It's a shame. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be looking down on the ceremony with pride. That's her real dad, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Got married in his underwear in the middle of the ring. <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> Oh, mid-2000s WWE was weird. Halcyon days. <laughs> oh, God. So strange. Anyway, uh, yeah, Harlem Heat going in. That'll be, that'll be all right. Uh, Smackdown. What else happened on Smackdown? So we had that tag team match with Alistair Black and Ricochet and Hardys, etc. Oh, the Usos cut a good promo Usos after. Promo. Yeah. Saying how... Uh, Run, they basically run through all the other teams but they haven't run through them which, which is why it kind of made me feel like we're heading to a multi-tag team match at Mania maybe I'm because they were just like which team's going to step up and it kind of feels like well it's not it's either not one of those teams or it's all of them it's funny how they didn't mention Sanity at all because <laughs> <laughs> I, li- yeah, I think I think literally, uh, I think WWE have literally forgotten that Sanity are there. Yeah, so, and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross did a a backstage thing this week on SmackDown. Of, WWE.com. Yeah, WWE.com exclusive. Of when WWE were playing the highlights of one thing we didn't mention of Alexa Bliss being named as the host of WrestleMania. Um. Nikki, Nikki Cross was like behind some LED screens, so she was behind the wall. It's because you could hear everything in the background, you can hear a crowd and stuff. Um, she was behind the wall and she was just talking about how um, she was basically just doing the same kind of like, um, you know, I, like I never got invited to parties because nobody wanted to play with Nikki and stuff, but now, like, now I want to play with Alexa. Like, Alexa should play with Nikki and stuff. And then Alexa's responded saying, that, like, careful what you wish for, like, I'll play with you, something like that. Um, Always sounds weird. Yeah, it does sound weird. <laughs> okay. I'll play with Nick here. Um, yeah, so she did something this week. Yeah. And it was going on during SmackDown. It was just not on television. On television. How do you feel about the Alexa thing, by the way? Because inevitably it means she's not going to be a match. Yeah. Um, which is fine, I guess. She hasn't been in many matches for the last six, seven months. I'm just glad it, it's not a celebrity. I know we'll be getting these Saturday Night Live correspondents. That's another thing I'm not too hot on at the minute, the whole Braun thing. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck to do with Braun no. anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think like Alexa Bliss is probably the best option. I mean, she could put it off because she's a great pro. She could put it off. She could be entirely neutral. You only really need to have her in two or three spots in the night. Yeah. You could have her have a funny backstage interaction with somebody. Mm. Uh, like, you can't really do Mae Young anymore because, you know, did definitely that um and you're not allowed to mention fabulous moolah uh so yeah i don't know who that would be but um yeah i i if they have to have a host i'm would much rather it be somebody in wrestling rather than a, a celebrity and oh, yeah, sure. i like seeing alexa bliss so. <laughs> fun like seeing alexa bliss that's for sure um that's we get a fear. special WrestleMania moment of bliss. We don't really these days tend to get anything that isn't a match. It's just match, 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 match now. Yeah. Um, cut, which I a, feel like they could change. In the recent past, they had the whole like host comes out at the beginning thing, didn't they? And yeah. Big promo and stuff, which seems to only really work best with legends. Like, yeah. Just get the pop out of the way, and you know, and then I'm, I'm thinking of WrestleMania 30, for instance. Yeah. A prime example. Um, 
but yeah, interested. I'm interested to see. I mean, I just wish. Like, why is she not wrestling at the minute? I don't know. It's weird because some somebody tweeted a uh, um, about a week and a half ago, saying that uh, she's injured and like hope you get better soon and stuff. She responded. She was just like, "I'm not, but thanks." Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. They just don't have anything for her. But like, how can you not have anything for Alexa Bliss? I mean, I guess because the shine is on a, on Becky Charlotte and. Ronda on Raw, even though two of them are on SmackDown. Um, I guess maybe you just want to keep Alexa out of that. And then if she's yeah, not in it's that like Alexa's situation... the kind of um, character and performer. It's like if you've got nothing substantial, then then you've got nothing. Right? Yeah. There's no point keeping her in a kind of low level feud because she's not that kind of character. So, and, and you would think from from a character perspective. If you're not in the title match, you'd want to be something like the host of the biggest show of the year. Yeah. Um, like New Day have done it. Yeah, I mean, I they didn't have the match. I mean, WWE make a big deal out of the host. Yeah, thing. yeah, it means fuck all. But it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, it gives mean, you a guaranteed matches. The thing is, it gives you a guaranteed WrestleMania appearance. You'll yeah. you'll be on TV People during WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not against it. There could have been a whole lot of worse options. Have you seen that WWE have repo- uh, apparently report uh, reportedly um, striking a deal with Eminem? Yeah, I saw this, but then a lot of people have sort of said it's not actually with WWE for anything for them. It's for 2K games to do the soundtrack. Yeah, supposedly, yeah, you'd be the kind of curator of the soundtrack um, for 2020. 2K20. Um <laughs> And but supposedly um, Fox want to work with him for when when SmackDown goes like that. Have at least have him make some appearances or something. But why? <sighs> Mainstream <laughs> appeal. <laughs> I don't know. Does he even like wrestling? He mentioned wrestling once oh, in, okay. in a song. Oh, nice. I don't know what that would have been. Um, no, this looks like a job for me. That one. Best thing since wrestling. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did say that. So he said he's the best thing since wrestling. <laughs> yeah, which means that wrestling was good. <laughs> but he's just better. Um, yeah. Um, Smackdown. Anything else? No. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Um, I mean, we had Becky and Charlotte going back and forth, pretty yeah. much saying the same things that they were. This this feud is really. I think we said it a couple of weeks ago. They've just massively overcomplicated it. Yeah. Like, I guess time wasn't on their side because they had so much time between Becky winning the Rumble and the moment Becky won the Rumble, the story was made there and then. Yeah. Um, I mean, Becky had a good line about. Um, do you know how hard it is to play mind games with someone who doesn't have a brain? <laughs> but I've done it. Um, and I love how she just went, well, Ronnie, you big weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, they've just, they, like, even Becky kind of alluded to it. She was like, like, I had the match, and I got suspended, then I got unsuspended, then I got... Suspended again, and then I got arrested, and I lost my match, but now I'm back in the match. So like that is ridiculous amount of stuff that happened in four weeks. Yeah, it's too much. Um, so yeah, they've the the momentum's really cooled down on that match. 
I was thinking it's actually when it's so when it's essentially when Becky won that match was made official for WrestleMania. No one gave a shit after when Becky won the fast lane match. I'm talking about. Oh right, yeah. I thought you meant the Rumble. No, like, everyone gave a shit when she won the Rumble. No one gave a shit that Becky won the fast lane match by DQ. Because it was so obvious that she was going to win. Because if she didn't, what the fuck are they playing at? Yeah, I know. And even just like... they still ha- got time to reverse that sort of thing, though. And even just having her jump through so many hoops to get the match after that's winning the Royal yeah, Rumble, yeah. which makes the Rumble itself look shit. Yeah. Because you win the Rumble, but you're still not guaranteed a title match, even though the whole premise of the Rumble is to get a title match. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense to me either. Um... Asuka versus Sonya Deville. We had that. Think we're heading to a triple threat for the women's title? I'd be surprised to see SmackDown women's title at Mania. Really? Yeah. Mm. They just have no time for it at the moment. I guess so. They've invested so much of I their mean, time and effort. They do have like eight hours. Well, yeah, they do. But the way that they're seemingly booking it now, they have, they've hardly given any time. Asuka's been on TV about once in the last year. Um, That's not true. <laughs> the the finish to the um, the match at Fastlane, I felt, was very lazy. And then they just cut and pasted it. Pretty much, yeah. On SmackDown. And they're, I think they're playing on the whole dissension thing. Essentially, I think it's either going to be a handicap match or a triple threat. Of course. Uh, I didn't even think the handicap match. Um, We've seen Asuka in a handicap match for a title before, haven't we, against the Iconics, I think. Or was that a triple threat? I don't know if it was for the title. In NXT. Oh. Um, Fatal 4-Way with Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah, Nikki was in it as well. Nikki. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think they, they've put so much of their stock into Raw, into the Raw Women's Championship scene. They've literally just gone, oh, shit, yeah, we've got SmackDown champion as well. They can't leave off the card, surely. I wouldn't be surprised. I would. They've done it with tag champs. I'd be surprised if they cut that from this card. Considering... Potentially pre-show Max, I think. Maybe. But considering what match was on it last year, to not have it on WrestleMania the next year seems... Well, that comes back to what we were talking about probably about a month ago, Mm. about how do you stick all your stars in one match or do you spread them out over two? If Charlotte was in, was not in the triple threat match, then yeah, SmackDown title match would be on the main card. Yeah, I have not. I don't know. Just have a women's ladder match. Fuck it. Have a women's ladder match. Have a US title ladder match. Have an Intercontinental <laughs> ladder match. Have a two hundred five cruiserweight ladder match. Have all of the ladder matches. Yeah, but I mean that would at least be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're not going to get a, a women's battle royal, stick a whole bunch of them in a match. Mm. Um, we also had the iconic speaking of them, giving a promo on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, like essentially, I think that might be where we're heading. Yeah, so I'm guessing maybe because they've even been down in NXT and they've had face-offs with uh, Kyrie Sane and um, Io Shirai. So what I was envisaging was a, a Raw team, team a yeah. SmackDown, and NXT team, and then. Natalia and Beth Phoenix <laughs> well no no it'd have to be Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus no, the Samoan Slaughterhouse yeah so then is it a triple threat Sasha more, Bailey more Iconics no it was in literally oh, have one from, one from Raw so Sasha and Bailey yeah one from NXT and one from Smackdown yeah 
I don't know. <laughs> but then how did Nia and... So would it be a Nia and Tamina versus Beth and Natty match? Like Pre-show? <laughs> the return of Beth Phoenix, I imagine, would be on the main card, but I'm not looking forward to that match if that happens. No. Um. So the rest of SmackDown, then, I think that's pretty much it. For, for, it was a good show. I um, it was a really good SmackDown. The Shane promo was great. I thought his, his, his rationale behind his attack on the it Miz makes was, sense. was really good. There's always truth to a good heel promo. And he played the, he played that character well. Only, you know, from the past day that we've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest. But he's, he's got, he's automatically got that heel gimmick there because A, he's a man and he's in charge. B, he won the best in the world tournament, which people were outraged about. So now he can use those things yeah, to really it, get some heat. That's the thing. It only made sense for him to be the one who turned heel. And him winning at the, at the best in the world tournament was, like, if he didn't turn heel, which he didn't for a while, then it just would have made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. It was just the fact that he had the trophy out there with him and yeah. stuff. And, and was... do you notice that when he came out, uh, the announcer didn't announce him as SmackDown Live Commissioner? He's not, though, is he, anymore? Is he? I don't know. I think he is. I think him and Stephanie are still commissioners. Oh, right. Um, yeah, now it's like... Active member of the roster. What's the, what's the authority? <laughs> Although he did say, it, essentially, Mike, because you work for me. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what's the authority? Because the, the whole authority thing is meant to be like, it's not about us. Yeah. They literally said that in like December. It's not It's not going to be about us or whatever. Um, literally, you got, got Shelly in a match, Triple H in a match, Vince in the main storyline with yeah. Trophy. And Steph's the <laughs> and one Steph keeping involved it. with well, like You could tell the other week when Steph walked out with that women's championship, she yeah. was being like, Yeah, this, we should do this. This looks good. <laughs> they want this. She even came out holding it up like yeah. that. Um, yeah, they want this. My, my children. <laughs> yes. Mainly my family members want to see this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I assume next week we'll see the return of Linda. Yeah, I, I would assume that's a safe bet. Maybe Shane's kids will get involved. Do you remember when Linda Shane's genuinely... Shane's kids versus Mrs. Dad. <laughs> Do you remember Linda got genuinely one of the biggest pops in the whole of the Attitude Era? Yeah, just by standing up. <laughs> yeah, that's star power. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, she's not done anything as good as that since. <laughs> she took worse stunners than Vince. Well, yeah, but she she is a dainty old lady. I mean, she wasn't that old back then, but she's now. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so I think that pretty much sums up SmackDown. I think we have reached the end of that review of SmackDown. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? What do no, we make? We've not gone that. We can go all night. We. What do we? He does have problems with that. I <laughs> got. <laughs> Don't slander the guy. Um. What do we make we of... We cannot confirm nor deny that that is the case. Only Matt can. And tune in next week to hear Matt's answer. <laughs> the rumour and innuendo. <laughs> Your endo. Um, what do we make of As the Black and Ricochet and the whole NXT call-up thing? I... And how they're currently on three shows at the same time. <laughs> I'm a little bit confused, but I just like to watch them in the ring. I'm confused, but I'm enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. People are complaining, oh, they shouldn't be a team, they should be separate. But... They're only going to be a team probably till Mania. And then after that, they'll be fine. They'll split. Yeah, it's just, again, I think I said this. It's because they got called up during the Tag Team Classic. And also, um, Gargano and Ciampa have had to split. So, 
I'd imagine it would have been them in the title match at the four way, um, the pay per view. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm fine with them being a team right now because they probably wouldn't be doing as much if they were just singles. They'd be wrestling. That's true. To be fair, Mojo, Rawley, and Elias. <laughs> um, which yeah, which is true. So I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I just have a little. I just don't know why. It's it just confusing been made clear, as, yeah. like what's happening. It's like confusing as to the, the direction. They still have the NXT graphics, like when they the nameplate almost when they come the out. NXT graphics, they're on both shows. Even the ones like Lacey Evans, yeah. she turns up on both shows. That's just weird. Um, EC3 exist. EC3 lost to Tyler Breeze on main event in four minutes. <laughs> um, what has he done to offend? What is essentially, you know. If you were to look at him and then look at Vince, you'd say, right, that's his grandchild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I put a tweet out sometime a few months ago before he came up. Uh, it was EC3 versus Lars Sullivan. And I yeah. said, both of these guys would be Vince McMahon's wet dream. Yeah. Apparently um, not. No, both of them have literally disappeared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nicky Cross has hardly been there. I feel a bit bad for Gargano because he's been kind of curtailed by the... Yeah, the Champa stuff. I think they could still use him, though. But I guess they're just trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to use them well, then yeah. you, there's no rush to bring them up. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just it's refreshing seeing um, Black and Ricochet on the, on the main roster because they just you can tell they're really different. Yeah, um, but they stand out. Their ring ring style. The presentation, they just look and feel different, and it just feels fresh. Yeah, um, and it's they, like th- this is the this is the advert that NXT should get. Yeah, not, they feel at home as well on the not no way Jose. If I'm honest, because yeah. they are showmen, but they can also go. Yeah, um, especially Alistair Black, because I mean the Black Mass. Every time I see it, I cringe because I think how like how has that not hurt you? He just hits it perfectly. Asuka did a good time. one to Mandy Rose. She did, but like, she literally kicked her in the face. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, yeah the Black Mass looks brutal. Um, so like they they haven't toned down Ricochet yet. Yeah. So they're just letting him do well, and that just catches the eye instantly. Yeah. If you're not a fan of him, if you don't know who he is, by the time he comes out, by the time he goes back, you're a fan of him. The only concern with Ricochet is that he does all of that, and it looks great, and it is great, and people love it. But then, how long till they don't love it as much? Yeah. Like, and then what does he do? With the mainstream audience, perhaps. Extra, you know? <laughs> um, but the good thing is, like, he, he, he can mix it up. Like, yeah. he's good at striking. He, he's, like, he's strong for someone his size. It's just whether or not they'll allow him to portray that. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's confusing as to what they're doing. Um, but it's kind of exciting because we're seeing brand new matches. We're seeing good matches. Like, they're being put in, in quite prolonged matches, looking strong. Not just getting like a three minute berry of the ascension. Yeah. Um, they've been put in title matches and stuff. They're seemingly going somewhere, maybe, maybe with the revival. So. And Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Yeah, and to be fair, they're having good matches as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, mean, I think they'll, they'll be on the main roster post WrestleMania. And that's also, I suppose, a good way to say look, look at this, look at these guys on Raw and SmackDown. You can see them in the final of the Dusty Road Classic on NXT I know, next week. Yeah. And then if they win, be like, wow, look at them at TakeOver. Could have, have a for, title match. For NXT, I guess. But then what happens if they win the NXT tag titles? <laughs> I wonder... I, it's, I keep saying it's confusing, because it's confusing. Like, like, are they going to be on Mania? 
That's, that's the thing. I don't know. Gonna, I'm assuming there'd be a takeover. Who knows? Yeah, they, they they have to be on. If they're not on takeover, they should be on takeover. If they're not on takeover, then there's no way they they, have, they can be left off Mania, right? I <sighs> thought so. I'd, I'd be pissed if I was somebody. Oh wait, I am. I'm going to take over. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Alistair Black and Ricochet in an NXT environment. Or if you went for the whole weekend and didn't see them at all. Yeah, if I saw them in a dark match after Raw, well, I'd maybe be a we'd bit... see them on Raw and smell them. But like, I, I, these are two, two of NXT's top five. Yeah, I want to see them in that environment. And nothing against the Forgotten Sons, but Forgotten Sons and War Raiders, or Alistair Black and Ricochet and, and War, War Raiders. Yeah. War Raiders. I know. I can honestly say I've never seen a Forgotten Sons match all the way through. To be honest, they're okay. They're like a decent tag team. They're just nothing special. Mm. Like I've never watched a match before that was really good, or I've never like seen a spot where I thought, like, "Wow, that was amazing." Yeah, they're just a solid. Solid 6 out of 10. Basically. Um, which reminds me, we didn't rate Fastlane. 7.5, I think. Not I'm going to go 7. Yeah, 7 to 7.5. It had its kind of baffling moments and its bit of let, yeah. let down moments. Um, but the in-ring... I think I, the in-ring quality like, really held it up. The in-ring quality and throughout the entire night, all the stories progressed. Yeah. A lot of people were criticising it for not progressing storylines, but then when I watched it, I was like, I think every single Literally story every progressed. story progressed in a, in a good and logical way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from I, maybe the US title bit. But that that one didn't need a story, really. It was mm. just, it's a, it's a good match. It's yeah. a showcase match. Um, so, yeah, 7.5, I think. For me, maybe it's not 0.5. I give it, I give it the 0.5 because I think it, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it's probably that's always a good thing to be fair. Probably gets marked favorably because it's fast lane. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's yeah, that's all I wanted to chat about. Unless you had anything else on your mind. Nah, got nothing. Anything from you, Matt? Fuck oh off. no, he's gone. <laughs> um. Right, yes, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed it. And as always, you can find us on the social media, at Twitter, at Twitter, on Twitter, at the underscore PWP. I'm not even going to bother with the Instagram because we don't even do it. Um, nope. Do you remember when we had a YouTube channel? <laughs> remember when we had a YouTube channel? We might be able to resurrect that for Mania season, especially when we're going to have all that time on our hands when we don't go to WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, or we're sitting watching the network in our fucking Airbnb <laughs> we probably won't be able to because Wi-Fi will be shit True. we'll just listen from it to it outside um, <laughs> it'll be fine Adrian. I'll sort it that's what I do I'm the sorter I'm like Kenny Omega I'm the cleaner like you work in a fucking post office <laughs> if I did work in a post office I would have had my tickets posted <laughs> to me and I'd have them already um but yeah, it will be it will be fine. I say that phrase so much in my life. I've realised just being on holiday with Frankie and and other people and just dealing with people all the time. The phrase it will be fine. 
Yeah, it's literally my go-to phrase. I do have a dash all of the time. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Stop worrying about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Sometimes I am fully convinced that it will be fine, and other times I know it's not going to be fine, <laughs> but I still say it. Can't also deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and you know what will be fine? Next week's episode of the PWP, that's what will be fine. Uh, I don't know why it will be, but it just will, okay? Well, it'll be fine because Matt's unavailable. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's beef going so on. He can't here. retort next week because he said that he's not going to be around. Oh, damn, yeah. He hasn't watched the pay per view. He's decided not to show up next week. You've put in a long shift today. I know. I was very surprised that you that you were up for recording tonight Ooh, because really? I just didn't think that you'd be able to watch all of it. Well, it was a bit of a struggle. I fast forwarded a lot, so, more, to be honest. I tip my cap to you. You don't wear a cap. I've never um, seen you wear a hat in my whole entire life. The t-shirt that I bought on WWE Euroshop comes mm, with a free cap. It does come with a free cap, yes. Um, so yeah, Matt's got no excuse. I don't know, I mean... pure laziness. He has plans. I don't know what they are, but he's got plans. A bit like Dean Ambrose. He's got business. Not quite sure what business, but he's got business. He's got Dean Ambrose things. <laughs> um, but yes. What's the matter? Oh, I was just going to say about Renee Young. I think that Raw should have ended with Renee Young... Kind of going over to him, cradling um, like, his face, like, like, like being like, are you blind? Kind of <laughs> trying to protect him, uh, not trying to protect him, but just kind of putting herself in the way of him of, of Drew McIntyre because it just kind of seemed like she didn't really care that her husband just got his head kicked off. Yeah, at the same time, like she didn't say a lot for the last couple of minutes, but I feel like she should have either got out of there yeah. or checked on him. I feel like with Renee that maybe she's not a good enough actress. To play a part on the roster, like, I mean, she did a Maybe. very, very she small thing with, with Marie's. Yeah, Marie's and Marie. Um, Easy for me to say, but I'm not sure she could do that. Maybe that's why they haven't got her on there. I don't know, but she. I mean, I love Renee, but I think. I mean, I would love to see that some sort of character progression on her part, and obviously if it's a storyline for Dean and, and whatever. But then. If she's not so good, it's probably best. To it's just awkward it. for her to call his matches, isn't it? It is a bit, and she did. She did get sort of. I mean, she only says she doesn't have a massive phrase book as it is. Um, on, oh, can't she? Yeah, <laughs> but she did sort of. She did a really like good surprise shot. Oh my god! To, to yeah, the when when the thing. But like, she she was calling Drew McIntyre a coward. Yeah. For attacking thing from behind, and then Ambrose hits a low blow. And she went, um, sometimes some cowardly moves are necessary. Yeah. And then Drew McIntyre on the announce table hits a low blow and she goes, oh, come on. Yeah, but like, you <laughs> it's would. Like, it's biased, I know, I know it's you biased, would. But like, if, if you're paid to be unbiased, then. But that's what I mean. It's hard to be unbiased when it's your yeah. husband or wife, isn't it? So maybe she is playing that role well. I don't know. Um, but yeah, some sort of Renee involvement I wouldn't be against. Um, for Dean, not for myself. Um but yes, where was I? You interrupted we, were leaving. The, we were leaving. We were leaving. We were leaving. You interrupted the outro. <laughs> Taking a powder. Um, yes, at Twitter, at this underscore PWP. Um, and also, you can find our individual Twitter accounts. Firstly, Matt's is at the bear and Bumby. Um, he'll probably just tell you to fuck off or something. <laughs> and Aiden, yours is? At Aiden Bunker, also known as at the underscore PWP. Well, yeah, you mainly do your tweeting through at, at the underscore PWP. You can find me at AliBunker88. 
I mainly tweet Ticketmaster asking where the fuck my tickets are. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what you'll be finally be doing for the next week. Um, but yeah, very, very, very much enjoyed having you listen. If you do listen. Um, and if you aren't listening, you aren't getting this message. But if you are, you are. So that's good. So thank you very much for joining us again, if you have. And you'll, well, you'll see two of us and we will, two of us, see you next week. Thank you.